You're listening to Pointing Toward Hope, conversations about overcoming trials and adversity through faith, hope, and trust in the Lord Jesus Christ. Because with God, all things are possible. I'm your host, Wendy Bertinoli. We keep it real by sharing personal stories from myself and others who have overcome the various trials of life. From healthy mental tips to spiritual inspiration through our Savior Jesus Christ, we cover it all. Jump on board. Join us to move toward happiness, hope, and a more joy-filled life. You're listening to Pointing Toward Hope. I'm your host, Wendy Bertinoli. This is episode one, Why Me? Why Now? And before I jump into the episode, I just wanted to really quickly ask you a huge favor. If you wouldn't mind jumping over to iTunes and giving me a quick review, um, this is a brand new show. So gathering reviews is really beneficial and helpful for helping others to be able to find the show. So if you wouldn't mind just taking a few minutes and doing that, I would really appreciate it. And I thank you so much for your support. So in this first episode, I just wanted to share a little bit about my story about how this show came to be. Um, It started about Um, I think I started my blog about two and a half years ago, and it was after I was diagnosed bipolar, which was pretty devastating for me, as it would be for anyone. Um, And one of the ways as I began to progress and become better, one of the ways that I was able to get through that was through writing a blog, which... I was impressed to do because I felt like, you know, if I could write these things down, then, you know, others might not have to go through some of the things that I went through and they may have an easier time with it. Okay, backing up just a little bit, I moved here to Tennessee in 2011. I had recently gone through a divorce and moved here because I had met a man and all of my children were raised, which I will go back in um, future episodes and talk about my family and how great they are and how much I love them. And they, they are the light of my life. But um, just for the purpose of sharing the reason why this podcast came to be, I'm just going to talk about the past five years or seven years. And so I had moved here because I was in a long distance relationship with a man that I was madly in love with. And so after a year of living here, we got married and our first year was amazing. It was pretty much bliss. We did so great. And at that time, um, because of my divorce and things that had happened after my divorce, I had left my church and we had tried to find another church together. My husband was raised Catholic and I was raised a member of the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints. And So we just wanted to find something that would work for both of us. And we just hadn't been able to find anything yet that, um, that we really both 
felt was the place for us. And so needless to say, we were just happy this first year of marriage. We often joke and say that it was almost like we were on this bicycle built for two, coasting down this big old hill with our arms stretched out wide, our hair blowing in the wind. And then somebody picked up a stick and put it in the spokes and we just went tumbling over the handlebars and crashed. And it was a major crash. And what had happened was I have suffered with depression pretty much my whole adult life. And I'd been on medications, different types of medications throughout my life. But for the past 10 years, I had been on a certain medication, and I'm not gonna name medications just because everybody's body is so different, their chemistry is so different that they react differently to different medications. And so it would really be unfair of me to um, push one drug or another. But this drug that I was on had done well for me for about 10 years. Well, the one thing that is kind of interesting about having mental illness is because it affects your brain, it sort of has a way of tricking you into believing that you are fine, that you don't need medication. Look at how long you have been doing so well. When logically people would, you know, like if people were diabetic or if they had high cholesterol or high blood pressure or different things like that, they continue to take their medication. Well, with somebody who is struggling with mental illness, a really common practice is to think, I'm feeling better, I'm gonna go off of my medication. And so the bad thing about that is it's really, really hard on your brain chemistry to be able to just jump off a medication like that. And it can set you up for some big problems. And so that is what I did. Things were going so great and I was so happy and positive. And I just thought, I'm just gonna go off my medication. And um, I, at the time, was drinking a couple of cups of coffee a day. Sorry, mom. <laughs> but I had gotten into that habit and I loved it. And one of the first things that my doctor said to me after I was diagnosed bipolar is absolutely no caffeine. So interesting, I went off my medication and I was on two cups of coffee a day, all this caffeine shooting through my veins. And it just sent me into um, what is called a manic episode. And what that is, is sort of when with a person with bipolar, they live on two ends of a spectrum. So you have the low end, which is depression, where some people actually get suicidal. And then you have the upper spectrum, which is manic or when you're euphoric, you feel like you can do anything, you want to set a million goals and reach them in one day, you are super chatty all the time, and um, it's, it's almost like you're the energizer bunny. You just don't stop. You don't eat, you don't drink, you're not sleeping, 
And that is what happened with me is I went to the top end of that scale and had what they call a psychotic break. And that is basically the only way I know how to explain it is that it's like when you put or when you open a bunch of tabs in a computer and it can't handle it and it freezes. Well, the same thing I think, at least that's how I can describe it with um, mental illness or with a manic episode is that you sort of go into overdrive and your brain is trying to process so much stuff that it just shuts down and you crash. And so that is what happened to me. I ended up in the hospital, the psych ward to be um, blunt and very vulnerable, <laughs> but that is where I ended up and basically slept for a couple of days, slept it off and they got me on some medication. Well, that was when I was diagnosed bipolar. I had, I had been diagnosed before that with bipolar, but I had convinced myself that that wasn't what I had, that because there's many, many symptoms and there were several symptoms that I never had and could never see myself doing. And so I would look at those instead of the symptoms that I did have. And I would say, no, that's not me. Um, I'm depressed, I'm a little depressed, I just need some an antidepressant and I'll be okay. But the problem with that is I was on the wrong medication for me. So going back to describing a little bit about bipolar and the two ends of the scale. So most people will need an antidepressant for the depressed side of the scale, the down side of the scale, and a mood stabilizer to balance you, and then also an antipsychotic to keep you from getting to the high end. So you can see it's a very difficult recipe to find because there are so many different um, medications out there and it can be a long and extremely grueling process. And so that is what was happening at this time this was in 2015. And another unfortunate part of being diagnosed bipolar or having any type of mental illness is in order to get into a psychiatrist, which is the doctor that you need, you need a brain doctor. You need somebody who knows their drugs, who will listen to you, and who will help you find the right path for recovery. And it's not always drugs. Sometimes there are behavioral modifications that you can make. But um, for me, I was at the point where I needed some extra help with that. And so there is a waiting process to get in to see a psychiatrist and it's about six weeks. And so of course I had seen a psychiatrist in the hospital. I had to see one in order to get out of the hospital. And he had put me on a couple of different types of medication, but I was not handling it well. My body was not doing well. And I knew that I needed to find a psychiatrist that I really liked. Um, I wanted to find one that was closer to me because this one was all the way downtown. And 
So we, I had found a doctor, a woman doctor that I felt like I would really like. And so I made an appointment with her and of course it was scheduled six weeks out. Well, long story short, I made it five weeks and I was still on the wrong medication. And in the meantime, I was working with my primary care doctor and we were discussing what symptoms I had and what symptoms I didn't have. And this went on for five weeks and I was on and off different medications throughout that time and was doing myself harm by doing that and ended up back in the psych ward with another psychotic break. And of course there were other things that led up to that. I had a couple trips. I was a photographer at the time and had a lot of sessions and was just really stressed out and not sleeping and not eating and going through the whole process again. And so I crashed again and ended up in the hospital just a month later. Well, of course, when I got out of the hospital, the first thing I wanted and needed to do was find a doctor. And so I called the woman that I was supposed to see, and she said, I'm sorry, I can't get you in for another six weeks. And I was crushed. I just, I could not imagine making it another six weeks without some relief. And so we had called around, my husband and I had been calling around to different psychiatrists in the area. And he had a woman who I think it was divine intervention that he happened to be interviewing a woman for a job. And she, they got talking about the subject of what was going on in his life. And she told him, oh, you have to go see this doctor. He's great. And so my husband called and set up the appointment, of course, same process. Um, we can see you, but can't get you in for six weeks. And so my husband had explained the process that we'd gone through and they had said, you know, if you have a cancellation, please give us a call. And so this is the really good part. Um, and the reason why I know that Jesus Christ loves us and he wants the best for us because what happened next can only be explained as a miracle to me. And so he came home that day for lunch and I was a mess as usual. And I think I was just laying on the sofa and he came up and told me the news that he'd got me uh, an appointment with this really um, good, well-referred doctor that was really close to us. And he just felt really good about it, that it was going to be a good thing. And I just burst into tears when he told me it would be another six weeks. I just knew that I couldn't, I couldn't make it another six weeks in the condition that I was in. So anyway, he, here we are, we're believers, but we haven't been to church in a really long time. And of course, didn't pray very often. And my husband said to me, do you want me to say a prayer? And I said, well, of course I do. And what happened next, I, it still amazes me to think about. He said, here's my husband who I have never really heard pray out loud like that knelt down beside the sofa and said the most humbling prayer I have ever heard. And I don't 
really remember the words. I just remember the feeling that I had of comfort and peace. And I knew that whatever happened, I was going to be able to get through this. And so anyway, we had lunch. Um, he went back to work and I fell asleep, which was so unusual because I wasn't sleeping. I was just, you know, in such a, a messed up state and I fell into a deep sleep and probably slept for an hour or two. And I was awakened by the phone ringing and it gives me chills to think about it. But on the other line was the new doctor's office and they said, the receptionist said to me, I'll never forget it. She said, Wendy, your dad, your, your dad, <laughs> Wendy, your husband called us, explained to us the situation. We just had a cancellation at 8.30 tomorrow morning. Can you be here? And of course I said, yes, I can be there. I will be there. And so I of course showed up bright and early, ready to just go in there, march in there and tell this doctor that I was on the wrong medication, that I didn't have bipolar, that um, they had misdiagnosed me, and it didn't quite go that way. I walked in and he said, we are not gonna argue about this. You, and he, he was a very fatherly figure or person, you know, he just, he was very sweet and lovable and just reminded me a lot of my dad. And so he said, we're not going to argue. You have bipolar. I've been through your paperwork. This is what's going on. And we're just going to do what we need to, to get you better. And him saying those words was such a relief to me because for one, I finally just accepted it. I just said, okay, this is what we're dealing with here. And this is what it's gonna take for me to get better. And so basically that was the process that started the ball rolling for me to not only become healthy mentally, but to become healthy spiritually, because that set me on a path back to my church and back into the arms of the savior and without this experience i never would have gone back down this road i don't think and there are so many more miracles that happened during that three years one of them being that my husband joined my church and a year later, we were able to go through the um, Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints, their Nashville temple, and be sealed together, which was an amazing experience that I will never forget and one that I did not think would ever happen. And so this is kind of what our show is going to be about is the miracles that can happen by putting our faith and trust in the Lord. And you know, it only took, I shouldn't say only because it was a difficult process, but it took me really laying my burden at the feet of the Lord and saying, Jesus, take the will. You know, I, I, can't, I can't drive this car anymore alone. 
And sometimes it takes us getting to rock bottom in order to let our Savior in and let him guide us back into his fold. And so I hope you enjoyed today's episode and I'm so excited about next week's episode. It's going to be an interview with one of my best friends of all time, um, a two-time cancer survivor. And oh goodness, she has a story to tell. So that's it for today. And I hope that you will choose joy today.